On September the 20th, Hurricane Maria ripped through Puerto Rico. And there's a category four hurricane, and what that means, winds of 150 miles an hour plus, storm surge six to nine feet, rain 20 inches. And we saw that on the TV. You saw that on the TV, the devastation that happened in the homes, how, how so many people's homes were demolished, how the countryside was just ripped apart, how the infrastructure, we heard about the infrastructure being destroyed on the island, where 55 people were left dead. Dozens more were missing. Even a month after, more than 80% of the people didn't have power. 40% of the people didn't have self-service. Uh, self 30% of the people didn't have tap water. Over 90% of the roads were still out of commission. We all saw that. We, we, that was all part of our news cycle. And we also know that after a couple of weeks, that news cycle shifted and the media went on to another crisis and we all went on to another crisis as, as well. But you and I also know this good news that even though the news cycle shifts, the good news cycle does not shift. And maybe you heard this story from the good news cycle. If you watch 60 Minutes, I watch that on a pretty regular basis on Sunday night. They had a great story last week about part of the good news cycle about a chef from Beverly Hills, a man named Jose Andreas. And Jose Andreas, when he heard about the devastation going on down in Puerto Rico, what he decided to do was he decided to take his skills, which really are exquisite, and he decided to put them aside and to leave his fancy posh restaurant in Beverly Hills to go to Puerto Rico to find a kitchen in the middle of the devastation. He located some food that was in the warehouses, and what he did was he began to cook. And so in the days immediately following, the hurricane. He went down there, he cooked a thousand meals. And the next day he did the same. He cooked another thousand meals. And then the following day, another thousand people began to hear about his ministry, hear about his mission. Volunteers began to come. Other, other chefs began to join him. And the number of meals began to grow from a thousand to two thousand to five thousand. And to this point, he and his army of volunteers have served over three million meals to the people of Puerto Rico. Over three million meals. And one of those volunteers is a young lady named Jennifer Herrera. And they featured her as well in this story. And it was beautiful because her job in, in the whole... Um, and the working of everything, she fixes rice, you know, pan after pan after pan of rice. And, and so she prepares rice day in and day out. What she does, is she says a prayer with every pan. Every pan of rice that goes out the door goes with a prayer. And so the commentator asked her, he said, you know, how many, how many prayers have you prayed for the people of Puerto Rico? How many blessings have you said for the people of Puerto Rico? And she said, thousands. I want you to think about that. Thousands of prayers. Thousands of pans of rice. Help that is coming to people who need hope. Comfort ye, comfort ye, my people, says your God. 
those words could have been spoken to the people of Puerto Rico. In fact, I think she is one in preparing their eyes. She speaks those words pan after pan, but they were originally spoken to the people of Jerusalem, a people who had also weathered a storm, and it was the storm of war. And what happened with those people is the king of, of Babylon came down and besieged to Judea and Jerusalem and destroyed the city and ransacked the temple and took the people away into exile into 70 years of captivity. And when we read the scripture, what we see is that for the people, it, it just seemed to be there just like a doubling down on the devastation. There was the ruin of the temple and there was the taking people away into slavery. And so there was this helplessness and this hopelessness, and it is into that storm that the Word of God comes. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. It's the same word that's spoken to you and to me. The word that's spoken to the people of Puerto Rico, the word that's spoken to the people of Jerusalem is also spoken to us as God's people. Because in each and every one of our lives, there are storms, and they may not be about the weather, and they may not be about warfare. But I, you and I know there's times when our internal infrastructure is just kind of shifted, moved around back and forth in such a way that we feel and know what it's like deep within inside of us to know a devastation, to know a struggle. And we all know that in sometimes the way it comes into our lives is injury and illness. Sometimes the way we know the storm is in job loss or personal economic downturn. Or sometimes it may be in moral failure or ethical indiscretion. You know, that's not reserved simply for Washington, D.C. or for Hollywood that hits regular folks as well. Sometimes it may be marital discord, relational breakup, it may be death. It may be grief. We each know that there are storms in our lives, and in those storms of our lives, we need to know that there is a voice in the wilderness. There's a voice in that wilderness in your life that's crying out, that's saying, prepare the way. Get ready for help. Because hope is on the way. Prepare the way of the Lord. In the places where we feel that we are in the valley, have hope. And in that hope, let it do its work. Trust that God is at work and let that hope begin to lift you up. Let every valley be lifted. And in those problems that we think are so great, that are so mountainous, that we don't know how we're going to climb them, we don't know how we're going to overcome them. Believe that your God is greater than that mountain. Hope in that. And let that mountain be made low. And then that place is where we look at life and it's so confusing and it seems so crooked and we can't make sense out of it. Hope and know that God's truth prevails. And God will make it all straight. The crooked places shall be made straight and the rough places where we struggle to make it through. Be assured and hope that God's peace is there. The rough places made plain. The scripture this morning says this, prepare the way of the Lord. Dare to be a people of hope. People who hope that help 
is on the way. I don't know what form that help is going to take. Because when God starts working, you never know what form the help is going to take. I can guarantee you for the people of Puerto Rico, if you said, well, this is the way the help is going to come. There's going to be a chef from Beverly Hills. He's going to leave his posh restaurant. He's going to come down and fix you three million meals. What do you think? Yeah, everybody believe it? Yeah. No. <laughs> you don't know how that helped. You know, for the people of Israel, the help came where the king of Persia, a king named Cyrus, conquered the people of Babylon. And in conquering the people of Babylon, decided to let all the Israelites go free. They would ne- you would never have thought of that. See, you never know how God's help is going to come into your life, how God's help is going to come into our world. But we are invited to be a people who dare to hope. To, who dare to hope in God's help because we know that when our hope is met with God's help, That's where God's glory is revealed. That's what it says in the scripture this morning. That God's glory is revealed where hope and help come together. And we shall all see that together. That is God's promise to us. Comfort, comfort ye my people, says your God. I don't know if you saw the story. um, Came out uh, this week as well. It's a story from uh, Albuquerque about a baby who was born in Albuquerque to a mother who was addicted to um, opioids and to a father who was hooked on heroin. And this couple is homeless. And she gave birth to a baby girl. And they were desperate. They didn't know how they were going to care for this baby girl. They didn't know what they were going to do, and they were struggling with this. And there was a police officer named Ryan Holitz, and Ryan was aware of the situation, was part of kind of as he was kind of, you know, involved in the life of the community. He knew about this couple. He knew about the child. He went and talked with them, found out about their desperation, found out about their struggle. He went home and he talked to his wife and, and he had family, four beautiful children. And what they decided to do was they decided to adopt that baby. And Ryan, in, in, in taking this step and adopting that baby, he said, we believe that God led us into this place. We believe that this was something that God wanted us to do. And we know there will be struggles as she grows up. We know that there's a huge probability that she will have developmental issues. And we know there will be a time where she will ask, you know, what happened with my regular, my birth parents? And, and we will explain to her that your birth parents in giving you up There was a huge act of sacrificial love. They felt and they knew that they could not provide for you and they were desperate to have you have the best life possible. And so they made this huge sacrifice. And they said, we'll explain that to our daughter. We feel that we are part of God's help in her life. And you don't know what that baby's name is? That baby's name is Hope. That baby's name is Hope. I want to tell you, friends, that hope is born into the world. Hope is born into the world. Bethlehem, 2,000 years ago, when there was people of greatest need, when people found themselves in the storms of life and the struggles of life, God saw that, God knew that, and God said, I'm coming. I'm coming. Prepare 
the way. Help is on the way. And when God's help is born in that manger and meets human hope, the way that the Gospel of John reflects on that, John says, we have beheld his glory. Hope and help meeting together, we have beheld his glory. Glory is the only begotten Son of the Father, full of grace and full of truth. A double down on God's grace. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. We're invited into this season to be a people who dare to hope, who dare to light a candle, who dare to sing a carol, who dare to proclaim in a world where we know what the news cycle is, that there is a good news cycle, and that good news is coming, and that we are people who say, let there be hope, let there be Christmas. The Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. Let's pray together. Gracious God, we give you thanks for the ways that you invite us to dare to hope in you, to dare to hope that your help is on the way. You invite us to prepare the way so that we might know where you would lift us up, where the mountains would be made low, where the crooked places straight and the rough places plain where you would minister your mercies to us and then through us to all your world. And for all of this, we give you thanks and praise and your word to us is comfort. Comfort my people. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen.